He's on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. It's the Mark K Show. Listen, like, share. What's up, everybody? It's the Mark K Show. My name's Mark K. Man, I'll tell you what. By the way, I think I fixed all my technical difficulties, so we shouldn't have any problems today. If we have any problems today, and I'll be paying attention uh, a little bit more to the Facebook feed. So if we have any problems, just start screaming and yelling at me like we like you guys did yesterday. You guys are awesome about screaming and yelling at me, and uh, I'll do my best to pay attention. First of all, first of all, what's up? Man, this, this Donald Trump character, he's really starting to get on my nerves. I don't know about you. He's really starting to get on my nerves. He's really, really kind of starting to make me look bad. And, uh, you know, the guy's just, he's doing too much, too quickly. Donald Trump has done more items on his honey-do list in the last, like, two, three days than I've done in a year and a half. And my wife is starting to notice, too. You know, and she's all like, she's all like, you know, Donald Trump's already, you know, done so much for the economy and Donald Trump's already created all these jobs and Donald Trump's starting to build the wall. And, you know, you, you promised me you would build shelving in the mudroom. And I'm like, look, I, I'm, I'll get to it. I got, you know, I've got Facebook lives. I've got, I've got stuff to do. I had to go to the inauguration. You know, there's, there's stuff to do. She's like, yes, but Donald Trump is already building the wall and it's only been three days of his presidency. And I said, yeah, but he was promising to do it for like a year and a half. And she goes, yeah, but you've been my husband for 15 years. Where are my shelves in the mudroom? And I was like, I mean, that's the thing. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't actually have an answer for any of these things. Donald Trump is checking these things off his to-do list. He's going through every single campaign promise line by line, item by item, one by one, and he's getting it done so quickly, so quickly. And I tell my wife, I say to her, look, you know, it don't get mad at me because Donald Trump isn't working alone. He's got a, he's got a gigantic staff. And she goes, well, that's definitely something you don't have in common. Just kidding. Just kidding. No, actually, I'm not kidding. I mean, that's true. We don't have that in common. But anyway, it was a, it was a giant staff joke. Hey, listen, uh, before we get into the nitty gritty, before we get into the meat of it, first of all, hi, how's everybody doing? Second of all, if you're watching on Facebook, please take a moment and hit the share button. If you're watching on Facebook, please take a moment and hit the share button. And you could even hit the like button too. Uh, the reason we want to share this is because probably you have a lot of like-minded individuals who follow you on Facebook, family and friends who have you know similar interests, are are curious about what Donald Trump is actually doing to make America great again. Maybe you uh, maybe you have people who are also concerned about the spread of fake news through the regular news media, and they're looking for an alternative broadcasting source to get their information. This is it. We are here, and man, they are going to love you. They are going to love you for introducing them to what we do every single day uh, here on the Marque Show. So hit that share button. Now, consequently, if you're like the rebel in your group, if you're the person that thinks totally different and acts totally different, if you're the if you're the red stater in a blue state, if you're the one person that voted for Donald Trump and just had to hear about it from every single person you know, if you post pro-Trump propaganda on your Facebook page and get nothing but hatred and unfollows and unlikes and unfriends, if that's you, then you definitely want to share this because nothing's going to tick off your liberal friends and family more than you sharing this show. And I'll tell you what, there is nothing, there is nothing more exciting, than, <laughs> there's nothing more exciting than ticking off uh, liberals. Anyway, here's what we got going on uh, for you today. Big stuff, big stuff. I'm going to, first of all, 
somebody wrote to me the other day and said, where do you get your news? Because even the most conservative news sources sometimes are spreading this fake news. Even the most conservative news sources from time to time uh, let a story or a headline slip in there. And people are, uh, they're not really sure who to trust when it comes to Donald Trump and what he's accomplishing and what the administration is really doing. They're not really sure where to go for information. And and yesterday somebody wrote to me, uh, her name was something. I don't know. She had a great name. I just forgot what it was. And she wrote to me and said, wait, can you just tell me where you get your information? And I'll tell you this. I will not lie to you. I get my information about the presidency, about what's going on at the White House. I get it straight from the source. I get it straight from the source. I go directly to Donald Trump himself. No, I don't have him on speed dial. Uh, no, I don't. I don't go sit in the Oval Office and talk. There's still there's the, there's still, uh, you know, the the um, court ordered, uh, you know, the uh, the court order is still in effect. There's like 50 yards, five, no, five, 500 yards that I have to stay away. But, you know, that that'll be a couple more years and we'll be able to that'll be lifted and uh, there'll be no more restraining order against me and, and the president. But what I do is I follow him on Twitter. And the best thing about this president, and again, the reason, the reason, you know why the media is so angry? You know why they spend their time just ripping? We talked about this yesterday, how how now it's all about negative hashtags and, and clickbait stories and just annoying the president and going after Sean Spicer and Kellyanne Conway. And now they're, now they're attacking Sean Spicer because he used to make fun of Dippin' Dots, which is a really kind of a ridiculous ice cream. And also, here's the thing, and I don't want to get sidetracked on the Sean Spicer story, but somebody went back into Sean Spicer's Twitter archive. Sean Spicer, by the way, is, is uh, the uh, press secretary for Donald Trump. And somebody went into Sean Spicer's archive of tweets and found out that years ago, he attacked Dippin' Dots and said, you are not the ice cream of the future, Dippin' Dots, and it's become a whole big thing. Apparently, he did it several times, and now Dippin' Dots has even reached out because, hey, whoever's in their marketing department is smart, man. They are jumping on this publicity, and they are riding it hard. Uh, so Dippin' Dots has reached out and said, hey, why don't we do an ice cream party in the press room? And Sean Spicer, you know, we're, we we want to build bridges. We don't want you to tear us down. And look, Dippin' Dots is not the ice cream of the future. I'm just going to say this right now. Dippin' Dots is not the ice cream of the future because it is available right now. You can go out and buy it. It is the ice cream of the present. If it were the ice cream of the future, we would need a DeLorean with a flux capacitor to even dream of tasting it. So Sean Spicer was 100% right. And anyone who tells you he's wrong, they're just a fake news outlet. All right, so let's get to let's get back to where I do get my news. I get I get my news from the source. I get it from Donald Trump's uh, Twitter. Here's here's why this is this is the best day and age. And again, this is why the media is so angry. Not only is Donald Trump creating the news, but he's also reporting it directly to the electorate. Donald Trump in his Twitter feed, constantly updating the people in America, the voters, everyone who who cares on his Twitter feed, updating them with the news that he is creating. And because it's stuff that he's doing, it's real news. It's not that CNN fake news. CNN and BuzzFeed, they make up stories and report it, but that's different. Though That's actually fiction. This is stuff that Donald Trump is, is actually doing. So, for example, today, big day planned on national security tomorrow, meaning today. He wrote this yesterday. Among, among, among easy for me to say, many other things, we will build the wall. This is Donald Trump reaffirming that he will sign executive orders today to build the wall, begin construction on the wall. This is from his Twitter feed. So I don't need to go to CNN. I don't need to go to Fox News even. I don't need to go online to my favorite blog. I can just go on Twitter and I can say, 
what's Donald Trump doing today? And Donald Trump, real, look at that. It says real Donald Trump is telling me what he's doing today. And if I want to know what else he's been up to, look at this. On Thursday of next week, I will be making my Supreme Court pick, or I will be making my Supreme Court pick on Thursday of next week. Thank you. I like this tweet for a couple of reasons. Number one, he says, thank you which a lot of politicians don't. Number two, he uses an exclamation mark, which means he's really excited about thanking us. And number three, okay, it's pretty much everything we need to know. Donald Trump promised to fill that Supreme Court vacancy with a constitutional judge, a constitutionalist, a judge that will uphold the Constitution and will not legislate from the bench like so many of the recent appointees have. And here he is saying, hey, I didn't forget about that. It's right here on the honey-do list. Build the wall, check. National security, check. Supreme Court pick, we got it. Next Thursday. Next, now, see, if I tried this with my wife, she'd be like, it better be done next Thursday. It better, and I'm like, honey, big staff. Uh, here's something else he did yet. Oh, this is the other day. This is yesterday. Signing orders to move forward with the construction of the Keystone XL and Dakota Access Pipelines in the Oval Office. Now, this is poorly written because it sounds like he's building the Keystone XL and Dakota Access Pipelines in the Oval Office, and that's not where they're going to go. Trust me, they're not going to go. There's, he's not going to pump massive amounts of oil into the Oval Office. Uh, but, but basically, he's signing the orders in the Oval Office to move forward with the construction of the Keystone XL and Dakota Access Pipelines. And that's, that's something else that he promised everybody. That's another thing that that's another thing on his honey do list. This man since Monday, I mean, okay, look, technically he became president on Friday. He had a lot of parties to go to a lot of dances. You know, I'm sure you, when you move into a new house, you've got to unpack and hang some stuff. So I'm sure like, you know, Sunday was like a wash. Plus he had to go to church, all this stuff. So Monday, Tuesday, today's Wednesday. Look at all the stuff he's already gotten done. Keystone XL, Dakota Access Pipelines. That's 28,000 jobs created right there. That is a massive step toward uh, you know us being energy independent as well. It's great not just for us, but for our trade partner to the north, Canada, eh? Because they're going to benefit too, eh? You, where, do you, where do you think that we're going to get all those workers, eh? From Canada, eh? They won't have to play hockey anymore or, or you know hunt beaver. Oh, I said it. That's enough. That sounded that sounded dirtier than I meant. And then here's another great one: If Chicago doesn't fix the horrible carnage going on, 228 shootings in 2017, with 42 killings, up 24 percent from 2016. I will send in the feds. Re- look at this tweet. Look at this tweet. This I thought was. I thought the press was going to jump all over this because I'm thinking this is a typo. He meant he meant 228 shootings in 2016. Clearly, in 25 days, there haven't been 228 shootings, have there? That's an average of four, eight, nine shootings a day? 42 killings in 20, that's almost two killings per day in this year alone? I checked. It's true. In Chicago, home of Barack Obama, 228 people have been shot in, in like the first month of the year is not even over. I don't mean to laugh. I just can't. I'm laughing with disbelief. In Jacksonville, we have a lot of shootings too, but nowhere. I mean, it would take us forever. It would take us forever to shoot 228 people in this city. I mean, that's just craziness. And now he's threatening to send in the feds. Why? Because he wants to protect the people of Chicago, the people of Chicago who are supposed to be protected by Barack Obama, Rahm Emanuel, all the other Democrats. This is a state that didn't even vote for him. He doesn't care. He's like, I'm going to get it done. We got to stop killing people. 
We got to stop these people from dying. He is on a mission, man. Let me let me close these out here. He is on a mission. By the way, I should also point out that for the first time ever, the Dow hit 20. Let me whisper, because if my wife hears this, she's going to yell at me about the shelves. The Dow hit 20,000 for the first time ever. And Donald Trump has been president for two and a half days. Two and a half days, record-breaking. Record-breaking economy. He's building jobs. He, here's another thing he did. He signed an, uh, an executive order the other day. And the executive order he signed the other day asked all of the states to put forth their most, I mean, I guess high demand or most uh, most desired infrastructure projects. And they could be revenue building, revenue driven, or they could just be, you know, new roads because the old roads suck. I mean, how many times you ride down? I live in Florida. I drive down the road all the time and go, man, this road sucks. Where's all the money for the infrastructure? Where are those where are those shovel-ready jobs? Are supposed to, there's supposed to be people out here with shovels filling these potholes on 395. It ain't happening. Donald Trump, on his second day in office, signed an executive order, and he's been collecting. His transition team has already been collecting for several, uh, for several months all these projects that all these governors in all 50 states have decided they need to get done, including, I'd like to point out, three projects in California, a state that is still counting, but they're still voting for Hillary Clinton in California. I didn't know if you knew this, but there's still today, 18 people just went to the polling place and voted for Hillary Clinton for president. Even, even I mean, it happens. He's also investigating election fraud, and that's the reason why. But he's going through and he's putting forth $150 billion. Is that right? Maybe it's more, maybe $250 billion. $250 billion to all of these projects, including, get this, a, uh, a high-speed rail line between Dallas and Houston. Come on, that's that's future. Talk about the ice cream of the future. That's it right there. Dallas to Houston, high-speed rail lines. They're going to be doing uh, in this, in Seattle. They want to, to uh, boost up the airport and build some more terminals, which will bring in more. Look at it. This is where the money should go. This is how you create jobs. This is how you create a robust economy. And the dude's only been in office for three days. He's done more in two days than Obama did in two terms. And actually, most of what he's done is he's had to he's had to uh, he's had to just undo all the stuff Obama's. Done. Let me just read this to you because again, this is this is it's. And again, I'm happy and I'm sad because it makes me look it makes me look and feel really kind of inadequate. <laughs> because first of all, Donald Trump's like seventy and he's doing all this stuff, and I'm not seventy, and you know I could barely I could barely get all the audio I wanted for today's show. Uh, but here's here's kind of a, a brief list of what Donald Trump's what Donald Trump's been doing. Uh, he did the pipeline. He did the uh, infrastructure project. Okay, here's what's on tap for today. Do you remember all of those campaign promises about building a wall and having Mexico pay for it? Do you remember the campaign promises about uh, illegal immigration and limiting immigration from terrorist countries? Do you remember all? Do you remember how everyone said this can never happen? He'll never get it done. Never going to happen. Well, U.S. President Donald Trump today signing executive orders aimed at curbing illegal immigration on Wednesday, beginning with a direct directive to build a wall along the U.S. border with Mexico. That's number one. He's signing the executive orders today to build a wall along the U.S. border with Mexico. After that, he's going to continue to boost personnel needed to crack down on illegal immigrants. 
5,000 new border agents and enforcement, customs border protection agents, uh, will be uh, hired to apprehend migrants at the border and to triple the number of U.S. immigration and customs enforcement agents used to arrest and deport migrants living in the United States illegally. Illegally, meaning against the law. So Donald Trump on his second day in office has already signed an executive order that is going third day in office that is going to hire more people to basically uphold the law. This is not new legislature. He's not legislating. He's basically saying, what are the laws we have in this country? Oh, look, here's a law that says you can't come into it illegally. And if you do, we're going to catch your ass and ship it back home. This is a law that has not been enforced for a long, long time. We have had a president, an executive branch, a law enforcement branch on the federal level that has said, forget that noise. We like illegal immigrants. They vote Democrat. Let's let them stay. Now Donald Trump is saying, no, this is a law. We are a law and order country. I'm a law and order president. And we are going to start enforcing this law today. And we're going to hire more people that can help us do it. Day three. Day three in office. Uh, Trump will begin. uh, What is this? Uh, He's also cracking down on sanctuary cities. Uh, Immigration enforcement from the border away from the border is also expected to be strengthened by seeking an end to sanctuary cities where local law enforcement officials refuse to cooperate with federal immigration authorities. A, A lot of people always ask me too. they go, what exactly is a sanctuary city? And that's a great question because we hear about it all the time, but you know, people aren't really sure. Does it mean it's a city where you can go and not face persecution? You can go there and you're not going to be deported. And you know, basic yes and no. Basically, you go to these sanctuary cities and the federal laws are still in place. But locally, there may be some laws that have been passed by some uh, very liberal, very, very, you know, pro-immigration uh, legislators that make it easier for immigrants to get municipal services like free education or college or health care. Uh, there may be laws passed there that actually offer sanctuary from the federal government. Now, here's the other thing. Municipal funds, meaning your state dollars that pay for your uh, federal or your state troopers and your local city dollars, especially in New York City, in Los Angeles, in Miami, even in Dallas, in these sanctuary cities, you have local money that is supposed to be used for the police department to what? What are the police department? They're supposed to, you know, uphold the law and they're supposed to prosecute and capture criminals who don't uh, uphold the law. If you break the law, the police are supposed to bust, bust you. But in sanctuary cities, they don't allow that to happen. They say municipal dollars will not be allowed for uh, immigration uh, law, uh, for upholding immigration laws and law enforcement of, of federal immigration laws. In fact, you know, the big thing was a lot of times, in, in Texas, a lot of these Texas cities and these California cities that are sanctuary, San Diego, like all of them in California, you can't even ask somebody their immigration status when you ca- when you uh, arrest them. If an illegal immigrant is arrested, you can't say, where's your visa? Where's your green card? What are you? What country are you a citizen of? That's what these sanctuary cities are. And Donald Trump is going to put an end to that because it makes it much harder to what? What was it? That's right. Enforce the law. Again, don't tell my wife any of this because then she's going to be like, well, not only do you have to do those shelves in the mudroom, uh, but, you know, the garage needs painting, those fruit trees outside. We talked about hacking down because, yes, the orange trees were a good idea until we had to pick up rotting oranges around the ground forever. That's the thing. People think you live in Florida. People are like, oh, you have an orange tree in your backyard. I'm like, yeah, I hate it. 
I'm hacking that sucker down because I can't eat all the oranges that thing produces and they just rot on the ground and flies and mosquitoes are there. I got to put, put on gloves and pick up moldy fruit. Kids are throwing them at each other. It's horrible. It's horrible. I just, you know what? I live in Florida, but I don't need to grow my own oranges. I'm not a farmer. I can go to the store and buy the freaking oranges just like everywhere else. I'm really heated today. Donald Trump has me really mad. Dude's got to calm down. Dude's got to, I don't know if it's that he's old or if he thinks he's only got one term or if he's just like a go-getter. I know he only sleeps three hours a day. I know he builds, you know, tall buildings in a single bound under budget uh, or, you know, builds them before under, under deadline. Great. I get it. You're awesome. The rest of us aren't. Please stop. Uh, Where were we? There was something else. Oh, yeah. Later this week, Trump. This is all from Reuters, by the way. Later this week, Trump is expected to suspend the issuing. This is important. If you haven't yet shared this broadcast, this is the time to do it. Later in the week, Trump is expected to suspend the issuing of visas to people from countries where it is deemed that adequate screening cannot occur. What does this mean? This means that Syrian refugees and other refugees from mainly terrorist countries, not Muslim countries, but terrorist countries, those people who are being let in and not being vetted, and they will tell you, Obama will tell you, the Democrats in the Senate will tell you, they're being vetted. They're not. There is no immigration office in half of these countries. Most of them are just coming across the border into Europe. Europe's putting them on a plane, shipping them over here and saying, you take them. There is no vetting. You cannot vet somebody without a birth certificate or a passport or a visa. It's impossible. It is totally impossible. So Donald Trump is saying, we're not going to bring in people from these countries anymore until we can uh, figure out and review the administration and screening process. Then we will reinstitute travel from citizens to those countries. It can resume, uh, cetera, cetera, ad hominem, dominu, whatever. The countries, by the way, include Syria, Sudan, Somalia, Iraq, Iran, Libya, and Yemen. You may remember all of those countries from the nightly news uh, whenever there's some kind of horrible terrorist attack. All right, so that's that's what Donald Trump, I mean, look, Donald Trump, he's been a busy man. He's been a really busy man. And, you know, a lot of people are, are, are just the, the, the naysayers, the people who throughout the, the, uh, the, you know, I, I read this quote the other day, somebody posted on Facebook that said, I think it was a Mark Twain quote. And it said, it's easier to fool people than to convince them that they've been fooled. And that's a great quote. But the fact of the matter is the only fools here are the people that for months told us Donald Trump was fooling us. Donald Trump was using this as a publicity stunt. Donald Trump was never going to be able to build a wall. I don't know if you, I think even our own party. Do you remember way back when Ted Cruz and Marco Rubio were still a thing? They were still in the race. I know we're going back. Wait, we're going way back. They were still in the race. There was a debate. And like hours before the debate, there was some made up fake news story that the New York Times the New York Times had a, a tape of Donald Trump. It was uh, an off-the-record recording where Donald Trump said, ah, the wall, I don't plan on building it. it just, it's going to get me votes. Do you remember that? Do you remember that? And Donald Trump, and then Ted Cruz got on stage and said, why don't you give the New York Times permission to release the tape? Why don't you, if the, if the tape didn't say anything, why don't you give the New York Times, uh, say, hey, it's, you know what? Put it on the record. Let's hear it. And Donald Trump just pushed it aside because, again, it was fake news. And now that he's in office, three days into office, he's signing the executive order to begin construction on the wall. 
and Mexico's going to pay for it. I wish I still had my daughter's Hatchimal saying that. Oh, I do. I do. Listen, this is this is Hatchimal Donald Trump uh, reminding us of, of what his promises to the American people were. I will build a great wall and Mexico will pay for it. If any of you parents have a Hatchimal, you know exactly what I'm talking about. If you uh, don't have kids or a Hatchimal, then that just sounds... That sounds uh that sounds totally weird to you. We're going to win and win and win and win. Yeah. Ah! Ah! You know it's uh, uh there's this one there's this one story that I want to share with you and it's really you know what I'm going to share it with you in just a second. I'm going to share it with you in just a second, but this is a story that gives me a fantastic idea that I want to share with the Donald Trump administration. This is how Donald Trump will win re-election. And I'm going to share this idea with you in just a second. It's uh it's here's the here's the story first of all. There was a story that I read on Drudge Report today, and it was about a VR. You know what VR is? Virtual reality, right? There's this virtual reality company, and they've created a way to uh, to experiment with a virtual reality death. I'm not making this up. They found a way to experiment with virtual reality death. Okay, so now what happens is these people who are petrified of death. It's a real fear. A lot of people are afraid of dying. They're petri- They're scared of dying. They love life so much. They love their family. They love the, the experiences they have. I mean, no one, no one really wants to die. Sure, some people are more prepared to die. Some people are more accepting. If you're, if you're very religious, if you have you know, uh, Christ in your heart and you, and, you, and you have faith that you're going to a better place, then maybe you're not scared of dying. I'm not saying you have to welcome it, but you may be more adequately prepared than the rest of us. Some of us are like, death? Hell no. I want, no, no, no. Bye, Felicia. I know. Keep death away from me. Uh, well, now this virtual reality company, they've been experimenting with this way to allow people to experience death virtually. And what they found in their experimentation, what they found in their experimentation is <laughs> that they can create an experience that is so comforting that the fear of death in their control groups goes down. In fact, here's the quote. Fear of death in the experimental group was found to be lower than in the control group. This is in line with previous reports that naturally occurring out-of-body experiences are often associated with enhanced belief in life after death. After the conclusion of the virtual reality exposure participants, oh, exposure, participants were asked to complete a subscale of the Colette Lester fear of death scale, which I had no idea. Man, they have scales to measure everything, don't they? They they measure everything. They'll measure strength in the economy. They'll measure, you know, the Richter scale, uh, measure seismic activity. They even have a scale to measure fear of death, the Colette Lester fear of death scale. And they basically found that the measurements were lower after this virtual reality. Okay. Now think about this. All right. I want you guys to really think about how cool this is. If, Virtual reality can keep people from being afraid of death. Don't you think it's possible that we could create a virtual reality program for Democrats who are scared of Donald Trump? Think about that. Think about this, okay? Virtual reality goggles. All right, virtual reality goggles. And and you put on your virtual reality goggles and you are magically whisked away into a world where Donald Trump has been president for several years and everything is a okay. No, no, it's even, 
Wow, look at the... It's even better than okay. The economy is robust. <gasps> look at this. You pay less in taxes, but somehow... Somehow you feel like you have even more in your life than before. You feel totally safe. Totally safe. There's no fear of terrorism, and ISIS has become less of a threat, which causes you way less anxiety. Wow! This is phenomenal. <gasps> the military! The military's been bolstered with a solid infusion of cash and equipment and personnel, and jobs are plentiful, and they pay so well! Plus, competition and, and decreased regulation are causing the prices to drop on pretty much everything I spend, from gas to Twinkies to... Well, these virtual reality goggles, which used to be way more expensive than they are. Look at that, my healthcare costs. <gasps> They're back down to normal, to an affordable rate, and the quality of care has even risen. And most importantly, I still have all of my rights. Well, I mean, at least the rights that were granted to me by the Constitution, not the made-up rights that the Democrats tell me I have, like like free education and, uh, and, uh, and, and, and you know, abortions. This is phenomenal. This is... This is the next wave, folks. Think about this. Think about this. Virtual reality campaigns. Virtual reality campaigning and electioneering. This is the next campaign tool. This is this is a great way for a candidate to create a program and show people who are on the fence, moderates, uh, liberals, people who, like if Donald Trump could come up with a way to show the candidate virtually, using these goggles, what their life would be like if they cast a ballot for him. I mean, that's, it's a, it's a no brainer. He would win in another landslide. Think about that. Look, the Trump team, I don't know if you're what, okay. You put on the goggles. All right. And someone tells you, someone tells you that every vote counts. You've got to make your voice heard and you can convince people to visualize themselves. Like right now I'm walking into the voting booth. All right. And I'm filling out my ballot and I'm writing down Trump Pence and then I put it in the machine and I walk out and it's a utopia. It's amazing. Also, think now think about this. Think about the flip side. There could be another program that shows you how horrible life would be if you voted for the other person. The Hillary virtual reality. Ugh. That's scary. You know those virtual reality commercials where like people are they put on the Samsung goggles and they're like in a and they start going ah ah and that one woman starts crying. That's what it would be like if you were watching the Hillary Clinton. But this is look the Trump team's got to get on this. Dan Skin Scavino. I know you're in charge of social media and and uh, and uh, Trump's uh, technology campaign. You got to get on this. You need to have a prototype ready to go by 2020, okay? Because this is the future for you guys. Think about it. If scientists can use virtual reality to overcome the fear of death, then certainly, certainly, Republicans can use it to overcome the fear of Donald Trump. I mean, look, I'm just saying, if it were Obama, he'd be handing these things out for free. Okay, that's you know, that's true. Everyone would be like, I got my Obama virtual reality goggles and man, life is great. Isn't that isn't that fantastic? This is this is how we're going to be. You want, think about the uh, think about the um, debates. Wouldn't it be great if you could be in the debate on the stage with the other candidates experiencing it from their angle? This is going to be. This is going to be awesome. All right, listen, uh, we've got to wrap this up in just a minute, but before, don't go yet because there's one more thing I want to talk about. There's one more thing I want to talk about. Uh, Donald Trump's to-do list. He's, 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 getting, he's going through it, man. It's rapid fire. As Herman Cain would say, rapid fire. 
He's got immigration set for today. He's building the wall. He's got the Keystone Pipeline. His cabinet's getting ready to go. He's working on NAFTA. He's meeting with Mexico. He's building uh, new factories and infrastructure programs across all 50 states. He's meeting, continuing to meet with business leaders like all the heads of the automotive companies. I mean, there is no end to what this man will accomplish in the next four years. But there is one thing he promised. There is one thing he promised that I guarantee he will not do, even though a lot of people still want him to. What is that? I will tell you. I was on, uh, when I was at the, when I was in DC for the inauguration, uh, my good friend, Eric Von Hessler from WSB in Atlanta, he called and said, Hey, can you come on the show and talk a little bit? I said, sure. And one of the things he asked me was, look, Donald Trump's president now. Do you think Do you think that he will go through with his campaign promise to prosecute and jail Hillary Rodham Clinton? And do you think he even should? Now, he has already said, he had the best response. He's already said he's not going to. He had the best responses, by the way. He, when when asked, he said, no, I'm not going to. She needs time to heal. Now, for those of you that don't understand what that means, he's basically calling her crazy. He's basically saying she's a nutcase, she's delusional, she's egomaniacal, she's, uh, she needs to go away and heal. That's the nice way of telling someone that they're crazy. You say you need to go and heal. That's what he said he was going to allow Hillary Clinton to do. But a lot of folks, a lot of folks aren't happy with that answer. In fact, uh, Eric Von Hessler asked me, I said, I don't think you should do it. Uh, Eric Von Hessler said, I don't think you should either. But I went on my Snapchat And if you want to follow me on Snapchat, what I do is I do a lot of these questions. I get a lot of audio. I get a lot of interaction from my Snapchat audience. It's at Mark K, -K M-A-R-K-K-A-Y-E. And I asked on Snapchat, I said, do you think that he should go after Hillary Clinton? And surprisingly, the majority of people had some variation of this answer. Yes, she should be prosecuted. All other things aside, one main reason I could have never voted for her is because if I had done what she did, I'd be in jail. Hopefully you heard that. Hopefully you heard that nice and clear. That woman is a retired USMC, United States Marine Corps. And she said, hell yes, she should go to jail because if it were me or anyone else in my unit or in the Corps or in any branch of the military who did what she did, we would go to jail. All's fair. And it doesn't matter if she ran for president. It doesn't matter if a new president comes in. A crime is a crime. Here's another one. She lied. She killed our American men. She stole. She, you name it prosecutor keep your word keep your word keep your word donald trump his word was uh yeah i'm gonna do it i'm gonna make sure it happens and now people are saying keep your word here's another i think she should be locked up prosecuted for sure if i had done that i'd be in jail he says locked up and then prosecuted usually i think it works the other way around but I don't know, maybe maybe in Donald Trump's administration, they do it differently. They lock you up and then they prosecute. Yeah, we'll lock him up first and then uh, maybe we'll give you a trial. You know, whatever. We'll see what happens. And then uh, and then here's one more. I don't think he should because if I recall correctly, when they reopened the FBI investigation, they found nothing. So Yeah. Oh, that was one. Uh, I don't know why it was pixelated, but it was cute. It was pixelated in the shape of a heart, which... I got to figure out. Uh, I got to figure out how to do that on uh, on Snapchat because that's cool. But you know, basically saying, look, the FBI investigation, if I'm not mistaken, didn't yield anything. That's a slippery slope because some people say it didn't yield anything because Hillary Clinton and, and Barack Obama came down hard on James Comey when he reopened it and said, 
don't you dare find anything in those emails. Those 300,000, you shut it down. And seven days later, he said, we went through the additional 300,000 emails we found on Anthony Weider's computer. And guess what? Man, we we fast-tracked it. We were up, we had 27,000 agents working. Everyone read one email each or three emails each. And we were fought. There's nothing there. I mean, there could still be something there, but I think the fact of the matter is you have to look at it this way. There are priorities. Everything is a priority. And I'll tell you now, Donald Trump is killing it. He is killing it as president, man. He is he is doing things as president that people said he would never be able to do. He's only on day three and he is knocking out, he is destroying his honey-do list and he's not going to take a vacation and he's going to keep going and he's going to continue to make America great every single day that he's in office because that's the way he works. But he's not going to be able to do everything. And if you look at the priorities, if you look at what's really important for this country, if you look at what we really need, border security, a curb on immigration from terrorist countries of unvetted Syrian refugees, if you look at everything else we need, a bolstering economy, more jobs, fair trade deals with Mexico and Canada and China and just about everybody else, we need a stronger military the strongest in the entire world so that China and Russia and these other and North Korea aren't even a threat. And Iran, that nuclear deal, that's got to go. There is so much on this dude's plate. So much that has to happen. Okay, he promised to put Hillary away. That should be, in my humble opinion, like an added bonus. That should be last on the list. That should be the last thing he even thinks of. And maybe down the road, after we've done everything else, if there's still time left, we could get back to that. But think about this too. But think about Hillary Clinton. Think about what we know about this woman. What would be the purpose of imprisoning her? What would be the purpose of imprisoning her? That's not the worst thing you can do to her. There's two horrible things you can do to Hillary Clinton. Number one, you can destroy her ability to make money. You can destroy, take away her ability to make money. We've done that by kicking her out of office, by not handing her the presidency, by taking her entire party out of power so she can't even hold office anywhere. By doing that, you have deleted any kind of product that she can sell because her product was her political influence. The whole Clinton Global Initiative, she just sold that. Started with the Lincoln bedroom and they thought, wow, this is a great idea. If I become president, I can sell all kinds of things. I can sell treaties and I can sell trade deals and I can sell, you know, nuclear bombers, whatever. She's got all the power. She can get all the money. Just make a $20 million global initiative uh, or a donation to the Clinton Global Initiative and you can have whatever you want. I'll write you an executive order. I'll pardon your aunt who's in prison for drug trafficking. No problem. There's nothing money can't buy when you're Hillary Clinton, except now she has nothing to sell. So she's, she's not making any money. Now, keep in mind, she's got plenty, but she's not making any more. And the second thing you can do is stand in the way of her gaining even more power. Her number one goal in life, her entire life for the last 40 years, everything she did, every person she married, every person she uh, worked for, every person whose hand she shook, every decision she made, every dollar she earned, Everything was dead set on one goal, and that was world domination through the presidency. And that has been taken away from her. Not only that, but she had to, because she was a former president's wife, she had to sit on stage just feet away from the one man who took that away from her. She had to sit and watch Donald Trump accept what had been her dream, her life goal. A man who just a few years back thought, forget this, this country's horrible, I need to be president and fix it all. 
came in, swooped in, started a movement and took away the one thing in life that she always wanted. And she sat there and stared at him and listened to it and watched it all happen. Tell me that that is not worse than putting her ass in prison. So look, put it on the end of the list. Let's see if we can, let's see if we can fix it. Let's get to some comments. We took it away from her. Amen, Rhonda. Hallelujah. High five. Virtual. Can't go after her without bringing down Obama. Elites always skate. Well, that is true. Uh, you can't touch Hillary. What she knows is golden and she can't be touched. Yeah, and, and you know what? It would be one of those, it would be one of those, those, uh, what do you call it? Like chasing the golden goose or the, the greased pig. Yeah, Joe, trying to catch a greased pig. I'm not calling her a pig. Now all these feminists are going to like come after me saying, you can't call Hillary Clinton a pig. I mean, I'm not. I'm saying that if you were trying to catch her and throw her away, it would be like trying to catch. You know what? Never mind. Let's just move on. Uh, let's see what else we have here. We have, um, I have to switch to the comment screen, but I want to get to some of your comments because I didn't yesterday. We had those technical issues and you guys always say some great stuff. Maybe she can sell her body. Ew. <laughs> Ew, Rhonda. Blah. Oh, I got to put my goggles back on. Uh, I love how Mexico turned over their head guy of the drug cartel for prosecution in the U.S. That's Mexico for you. Uh, nope, I still want her in prison. Not worse. No, uh, why does anyone bother to give Hildebeest Clinton any more airtime? You know, it just came up. I was just curious. I was just curious about it. We were rolling through Donald Trump's campaign promises. It happened to come up. Didn't mean to offend you. She also had to sit and watch her husband salivate over another woman again. The look on her face was priceless. Man, you think... You know what they say? And Bill Clinton actually gives me hope because I always assume there was a time in your life when, you know, you just, you stop noticing those things or you stop getting those urges. But thank God, Bill Clinton is proof positive that no matter how old and decrepit you are, you still, you still feel it as a man. You still got, you still, you can still get, you know, moved by a beautiful woman in a certain, uh, in a, in so to speak, uh, you know, that killed her. Yeah, it did. It is, it is not that they didn't find anything. They decided not to go forward with it because, in my opinion, Obama was in the House. I think they need to expose everything she did, not as a priority, but for sure not as a second thought. And all those that helped her. Exposing her will be an example of what not to do. Donna Stevens. Great point. Great point. And again, I'm not saying it's not going to happen. Uh, I'm just saying I don't think it's a priority for the new administration. There's so much uh, other stuff to do. Hang her for treason. We don't actually hang people, but I get where you're going with that. Uh, to keep her out of the loop of the elite, her and Bush looked like they would just, and then the comment disappeared before I could read it. That seems like a, uh, that seems like a good stopping point. All right, listen, once again, folks, thank you so much for being here. If you haven't yet subscribed to the, uh, to the podcast on iTunes, please do that. Because if there's ever a technical difficulty here, if for whatever reason I can't Facebook, the podcast will be live every single day. I'll put the link up here in the description in just a minute. Just click on the link. Subscribe on iTunes, or if you're on Google Play, search for The Mark K Show on Google Play. We're on Stitcher, we're on Spreaker, we're on all these other fantastic things. And definitely, uh, when this broadcast ends, make sure you select uh, Receive Notifications when I go live again. That way you can enjoy this show each and every day as it airs. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm going back I'm going back to a virtual reality world where Trump has been president for like, th- oh man, this place, wow. This place is awesome. I look, I look really good. I look really, really good. I cannot wait to vote again in 2020. <laughs>